and welcome back to another episode of Women Taught Tech, a safe space for women from all areas of tech to chat about their experiences, achievements, and challenges they face working in the industry. Today, I'm joined by Jesse, Chief People and Culture Officer at Doodle. With more than 13 years of experience in HR, Jesse has worked in both large corporate and smaller startup companies across many different industries. As part of the executive team at Doodle, Jesse is mainly responsible for the strategy and overall direction of the company, focusing mainly on driving change, growth, and promoting inclusivity. This conversation covers lots of exciting topics, including leadership, how to achieve a gender balance in the leadership team, how to achieve a gender balance in the wider engineering team, and the company's long-term DNI goal and strategy. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoy chatting with Jesse. Thank you, Shade. So yeah, really a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to connect. So my name is Jesse, Jesse Lajoie. I'm originally from Montreal, Canada. So I've been an HR professional for a bit over 13 years by now. And I currently serve as the chief people and culture officer at Doodle. So really my passion for people ops really led me to specialize in this area. Um, and uh, yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, no, honestly, really, really appreciate your time. And thanks so much for joining us. In terms of your role, you know, for people who don't know, people who don't know what Chief People Officer does and a bit more about Doodle itself, tell us a bit more about it in more detail. Yeah, actually, so Doodle is actually a scheduling tool. So if you want to, you know, achieve the quickest path to connecting with someone, let's say you want to just get, uh, you know, just connect your calendar, making sure that somebody can just connect with you instead of having emails back and forth and saying, hey, let's meet uh, next Thursday at 2 p.m. And the person says, no, uh, 1 p.m. You just send the calendar invite and then you just select based on the times that they've uh, unblocked. Uh, so we also have, you know, this uh, group meetings can also be efficient for that. So, yeah, definitely being able to save time on scheduling uh, with people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I actually really appreciate tools like that because we all know how hectic life can get. Uh, meetings, yeah. especially with, you know, working remotely now, I think tools like that just really make our lives so much easier. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And of course, the reason why I reached out to you and the reason why I'm actually creating this podcast is just to kind of connect with, you know, females in the space, women in the space, uh, because, of course, I'm conscious that, you know, a woman in tech isn't just an engineer or a product person or, uh, you know, a CTO. Right. It's people like us who are looking for engineers or working alongside women in tech. So, of course, really, really keen to kind of dive a bit deeper into the topics that, you know, people will love to hear about, you know, hiring, inclusivity, all of those sorts of topics. So I think generally the balance really is a, is a topic that I think not just recruiters like me are struggling with in terms of helping companies, but I know that a lot of companies are also struggling with it in terms of actually how do we create that gender balance. You know, when we spoke previously, you mentioned about the gender spirit doodle. Tell us a bit more about that in terms of, you know, how did you go about it? How did you actually get to where you are now? And yeah, give us a bit more info. Absolutely. And it's a topic uh, also very close to, to my heart. So I'm glad that we, we connected and that you did reach out because uh, I think, you know, gender balance is important because it promotes fairness and equality in the workplace. And it also creates, you know, a level of playing field for everyone. And not only that, it also, you know, can lead to better job satisfaction, motivation, um, productivity even, which in the end, you know, can improve organizational performance. So I think that, you know, overall gender balance really is important to creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace uh, that can, in the end, just really benefit from both the employees and organizations. But how we, we got here, um, it's been a topic uh, that, that we've had for us. And for example, in the, in the leadership team, you know, that's a topic that we, we thought, hey, how can we improve the gender balance in the leadership team? So 
why it was important is because it brings diverse perspectives and experiences to the table. Um, so we, we thought, hey, how about we try achieving a 50-50 gender split in our leadership team at Doodle? So what, what we did was deliberate. So it was a deliberate effort that started really with a, with a hiring strategy. And we really aimed to have a diverse pool of candidates as a start, and then actively sought out qualified women in leadership positions. Also, we, we made sure that we had diverse interview panels as well. Yeah, so key. We started with that. <laughs> and, and I think that we've maintained it by continuing this approach um, within our hiring processes, you know, also promoting internal talent, which I, which I think is really important. Promoting, and uh, I, I think at Doodle, we've also done a phenomenal job at doing this, um, making sure that women can end up in, in lead positions. And that doesn't stop. That's definitely ongoing. But a few points, if, um, if I may just add, um, just to, to kind of bring you a little bit behind the scenes, like started with the recruitment um, strategy. So we, we did partner last year with a recruitment uh, agency that also was uh, committed to promoting gender diversity. So that really w- was, was helpful. So I think it's really good that you can partner with people um, to be able to achieve more in general. And Another part that was really important was, you know, making sure we have unbiased um, recruitment uh, because in a recruitment process, it's easy to, to for somebody to have bias. So we really wanted to make sure that uh, we we had somebody that was you know well trained on this. But it also starts with the job descriptions. You know, you need to be able mm-hmm. to appeal to um, various pool of candidates. But also, I think it's important to have a gender neutral language. And that actually, we did test it uh, quite a few times and that we did see improvements there. Um, But it doesn't stop there because also, you know, we also have a very, very regular uh, engagement survey. So just understanding the feedback from all employees, but then also trying to understand the experiences that people have in the organization. I think what, what is really helpful is being able to break down all the data by gender, so we can always identify gaps or areas where we, we might have challenges that we want to try and and better all the time. So always taking targeted action to, to address issues or how we can improve. So it's always kind of ongoing learning for us and how we can improve, how we can do better. And through these surveys, what we also um, understood was that flexibility really mattered. Um, I mean, this was for, for the whole workforce, but in general... Yeah we did see that, uh, you know, women do face more unique challenges when it comes to taking time off, you know, particularly if they are caregivers. So we realized that by offering more flexible work arrangements, like uh, being remote friendly, having more flexible uh, schedules, even having more flexible um, perks when it comes to wellness programs and stuff. So really, um, you know, owning your time and owning, own your time is, is, you know, kind of our, our doodle uh, slogan, own your time, you know? Um, and so we wanted to, to kind of have it, you know, intertwine with that as well. So flexibility and wellness were really important to us. And last but not least also, um, salary was also really important Interesting. Proud to say that we have 0% pay gap, uh, between genders at doodle, but I think that's really important also to attract the, the right candidates too. And you really, be an inclusive employer overall. So I think these are, are really important uh, aspects that uh, that we look at as well when we, especially when starting with hiring. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting because I think the, the kind of gender pay gap is a topic which 
I'm I'm lo- I'm honestly really really looking forward to kind of diving a bit deeper into. So I'm really kind of interested to kind of see that that's also another factor that does affect and and how you actually got to where you are because I think hiring is one thing, but also attracting the talent and the female talent is another thing. You know, they they go hand in hand, right? You can't have a good hiring process, but then not actually attract that talent. But equally, right, if you attract that talent and your hiring process isn't inclusive, then it's a catch twenty two. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And I guess how, what what would you say have been the benefits of actually having this gender balance in your leadership team um, for the team at Doodle and also for the kind of company as a whole? Yeah. So I think it's all about, um, you know, first of all, leading leading by, by example. So I think it's important because of all the diverse perspectives that it brings to the table, which in the end can lead to, you know, better decision making, but also really importantly, creating a safe space. So I've heard so many times uh, at Doodle, even through through surveys, uh, it's it's great to see that we have um, females in, in leadership roles, and that is empowering for for them. So I think being able to just be inclusive and have a work environment that really values that, uh, it just goes such a long way. And I, I really have seen so many studies, um, you know, read about it, even through experience that. Having uh, gender diversity or in general, just diversity as at the forefront is just associated also to better performance for, for the organizations. But I think it's really important that people see it as soon as they know, hey, I'm hiring, I'm um, sorry, not hiring, looking for, for a role. Um, and this, this place seems to be really um, an equal um, opportunity employer. So I think that's also really, really important. So people see, they, 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 they always look up to say, okay, you know, here we're doing it right, you know. So I think that's just really, really important that we make sure that we we meet those standards. Yeah, yeah. No, really interesting. And then I guess moving, I guess, f- filtering down to the engineering team, which is, of course, I guess, the topic of the podcast in terms of women in tech. Um, how, how do you think having a, that kind of leadership team that's very diverse and very kind of gender inclusive has actually helped with the engineering team and how is the leadership team actually supporting with this you know what would you say is a hiring strategy for the engineering team and and how the leadership team actually helping with this yeah and it's it's a great question because I'm sure we all know like in in engineering definitely difficult to achieve you know because uh uh, there's a long-standing stereotype that engineering is male dominated so I think that sometimes can discourage women from pursuing careers in in tech, potentially. Uh, And that's often due to societal expectations as well as potentially even lack of uh, female role models. And I think role models is a a really good word here because I think once you have women in in leadership, they become female role models. And therefore people will say, hey, I'm attracted. I want want to work in an environment like this. I feel heard. I feel maybe the way of leading is different, you know, so I think that's really important as a, a as a first step. But um, I think that you can, you have to always start with making sure there's, you know, uh, no unconscious bias in the recruitment and hiring. Uh, you know, maybe it, it starts with, you know, as I was saying, the gendered language job descriptions, and making sure that people are not hiring just uh, based on preference for candidates that fit their similar backgrounds. So making sure that that does not happen is really important. But one point that I have to say is that I'm I'm really happy to work um, also at Doodle with the CTO we have actively supports gender balance. So that has been extremely helpful. So of course, in engineering is where we need to 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 better our our balance there and our, our diversity. But we have a CTO who's actually pushing for this. It's so um, 
you know, aligned with us uh, in a sense that, you know, saying, hey, I want to prioritize this. I want to make sure we have a, a, a wider talent pool and let's make sure that we can um, achieve this, uh, this target that we have. So I think by making sure we have also a work environment that people see, hey, this is a really inclusive and safe uh, space where people can also feel like, hey, I, my feedback is heard, I'm, my voice is heard, I'm seen, and uh, I feel equal. I think that's really important. But then another challenge is always the retention part. Um, so of I was going to ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So re- retention, um, it's tough. So I think especially in engineering, there's so many, so many roles out there and so much competition. So for, for us, retention is a, is a priority, of course. Um, but that's why we offer then the, the flexible work arrangements. You know, like I was saying, the um, flexible, uh, being able to work remotely, flexible schedules agreed by the manager. So we're, we're very flexible in that sense. So if we build a strong focus on that, then we, we can build on to supporting more uh, inclusive culture that encourages also, you know, women to stay longer term. So I think it's all kind of, um, it intertwines with each other, but it's first and foremost, really good to have, especially leadership on, on board, but especially having a CTO who really actively supports us in, in this. Yeah. Yeah. I think retention, I think for me, is such a topic to, to kind of like dive a bit deep into, because I think companies, it's fine, you know, going out there and making the hiring process inclusive and, and having a really cool, you know, uh, way of actually going about it, finding the talent. But if you can't keep them there, then it feels like somewhat the work has been wasted, you know, especially when you, you might change the hiring process, you'll have just job descriptions with the language to make it a lot more inclusive. Uh, but then if you can't keep them there, then I feel like I feel like then the work itself, it kind of goes wasted because you've done all of that and then you can't even keep the, the kind of females in the team and not just for females, right? Retention in general. But I think it's really key to to kind of look into how you can work out how to keep females. Because once you get them <laughs> and you've got them, you've done the, the hard work, but the, the kind of harder work is to actually keep them there. Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent. And that, that's why it's, it's good to, to always look at it like 360 and like, where does it start? But then how can we maintain? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, De- yeah, definitely not, uh, not easy. Yeah, <laughs> not always <no>. easy. <laughs> oh, and then I guess going back to the leadership team, because I, I mean, like I said, when, when when we first spoke, I I was so impressed by the kind of 50-50 leadership team split, because I think, I personally think hiring and, you know, women in tech is, is hard, but having that, you know, that top, that, you know, having the females at the top or having that kind of understanding of why it's important at the top just makes your life and everyone else's life so much easier. Um, and I think when we spoke previously, I was really interested about, you know, what you said in terms of like learning how to lead women, not that there needs to be a, a special way to lead women, uh, but, you know, understanding how females may operate in tech teams. Um, how have you done that? You know, maybe, you know, some examples. How have you found the difference between maybe leading the male engineers and leading the females? And how has that worked with the leadership team at Doodle? Yeah, no, that I, I, I like that question because it also um, made, made me makes me reflect, too, on uh how it started and i think it started you know mainly really with us understanding the the feedback what was needed um in order for us to to improve a little bit more so we needed to to hold more meetings more surveys and making sure we really understand what people need in order to to be better more engaged and more productive and and you know happier in general at work you know having a sense of of purpose so i think that in the end, um, 
what when when you actually look at the um, the difference between male and female, how they lead, I think you can always have like many many layers that that come in and, and cross over that are very similar. But I think that uh, in general, like even based on on many studies, we see that with with women they they lead more with empathy. And when you look at the um, the trends right now in leadership, what it means to be a good leader, you need to be empathetic. You need to be caring. So even in some of the things that we measure on what it means to be a good manager, um, I say, okay, you know, do you care for your employees? Do you uh, are you empathizing? Are you asking them how was their day? It's not a, just a transactional thing, and I think that is that is where where it starts. But we really need to know what what it is that. Um, that everybody needs and being able to, to match that. But I think also um, we need to also keep uh, training and educating uh, the people as, as we go along. But from, from my side, I mean, this has only given positive results um, being able to have this kind of, you know, diversity and, and being ensuring that we have like a good split of balance because then your the culture, um, you know, is, um, that why do we want that in the first place? It's just yeah. because we want to make sure we balance uh, both to have many different perspectives, not just one way either. Yeah, yeah. No, really interesting there because I think I, I'm really kind of interested in like the psychology. I did actually philosophy at uni, so I, I have a really, you know, interest into psychology. And I think working relationships and relationships in general are, are very much not similar but actually being able to understand the other person you're working with you're you're with as a partner whatever the relationship may be as a parent whatever the case may be is actually understanding how that person works and how they prefer to either be led or to be spoke to and I think that's the key you know whether that's leading with empathy and with care that will of course foster that that sort of culture and then of course you know not that the women will stay but there's that kind of environment where they feel a lot more comfortable and that's why they're, they're kind of still here Absolutely. And you know what? I, I do find and I think that um, in general, um, we do see a lot of males with, you know, empathetic behavior and, uh, you know, being caring and stuff. And generally, just just like my my boss, I'm, I'm very lucky. But I also think that um, in the end, we are all learning from each other. So I think um, it, it's important to have really this this combination, you know, of both in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, leadership principles and, and this kind of leading uh, from the front is super important. Other than that, other than the kind of idea of feedback, how else would you say you've worked to develop the leadership principles like empathy, like, you know, uh, that caring nature? How else have you worked at Doodle to actually develop those to it to include and to being more inclusive to kind of the females and to retain them as well? Absolutely. And th- this is another one that I, I've, I've even um, to this day look back. We're actually now still uh, in the middle of um, a leadership program. But how it started was um, uh, with COVID. Um, it was not last year, the year before it started. We had a workshop and we said, hey, we need to first define how we lead um, at Doodle. So let's bring in all the, the views together. So we actually gathered everyone um, you know, from the leadership teams, um, from people managers and above, and said, okay, let's develop our leadership principles, why they matter to you. And even to the point where we, we had votes on, hey, this one matters because of this, ABC. And that helped us develop them as a group. Therefore, we were all bought in and we were all understanding, yeah, this makes sense. Why? Because of all the um, the sharing, uh, the uh, communications we had during those sessions and learning from each other, which was really, really good. 
Um, whereas if it would have been top down and said, hey, you know, leadership says these are the leadership principles, then it would be, yeah, okay, maybe I don't believe in, in all of those. Yeah. But we, we built a mini community and now these leadership principles have been developed and now people are getting, um, you know, a, um, additional coaching on the side and, and workshops are ongoing for, for the rest of the year to develop them even better and learning from each other too in these, uh, in these ongoing uh, workshops which is really, uh, has been really, really beneficial for us. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting because I think, yeah, I'm always keen to, okay, how can we actually improve the connection between the, the kind of women in tech and the leadership team? Because I think it's fine having the feedback, but how can we actually use that feedback and the workshops, like you said, I think that's such a good idea, uh, but how can we use that to actually, you know, like you said, it's not just leading, it's kind of trickling down. How do we actually get the team engaged? Uh, how do we do a lot more than just, having that leadership team that's like, you know, have got a 50-50 split, but it's more than just leading, right? Like you said. Absolutely. And then you can also measure that. So we, we are also introducing a new manager NPS. So now the, the employees can then measure their managers. Is my manager caring? Are they, uh, you know, empathetic? Are they leading by the leadership principles that we've developed? And then, you know, kind of being able to rate them so that we can keep improving as well, which has been really helpful too. Yeah. No, really interesting. And then on, on to the topic of DNI, I think a lot of people uh, in my network and, and even with some of the companies that I'm working with, we're still working to actually improve their internal DNI strategy because I think it's not just a plan in place for this term, for this term, uh, for this kind of quarter uh, it, or for the year, right? It's a plan in place for the kind of foreseeable future. Uh, and you mentioned that, you know, this was one of your goals in your role to kind of narrow down on this strategy. Uh, I guess maybe explain a bit more about this in terms of long-term, short-term, how you've actually gone about it. I'd love maybe to kind of dive a bit deeper into this. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, that's definitely been uh, a topic since, since I joined. And we're always doing um, many, you know, small improvements where we can. I'll talk to you about the, the short-term, what we've done, but in yeah. long-term, how, how I see it already, um, which, which will become uh, an even bigger priority for us once we've maintained our, our baseline for our, you know, payroll and everything that I was uh, discussing with you. Payroll, new payroll provider took up a lot of time, but now now we're down to business. Um, so you know, reviewing our job descriptions, really making sure we have uh, you know gender neutral language. Hiring uh, it always starts with hiring, in my view. Making sure also the hiring managers understand the importance of having a diverse pool of candidates, and you know, understanding everything that that relates to that, and then having inclusive, um, making sure we have open. Open feedback, that has been really important, especially coming from our engagement surveys. When I, I was saying that we also target the data based on, on gender as well, what's going well, what are the challenges? So we, you know, we said, hey, let's improve our communication, uh, people to be able to give feedback more frequently, and then optimize our um, feedback culture as well. And uh, so we, you know, we, we've done a lot of nice things where people can just in the end, just feel safe coming to work, bring their, their best self to work, feeling they can address certain things, they can challenge, they can, they can discuss, they can ask questions. I think that's important um, for sure. But in the long term, what, what I, I really want us to, to achieve is really creating more awareness. So not only for just the hiring managers, but also to understand the importance of gender diversity in the workplace. But we have done many things. Um, Every year, for example, we had one most recently uh, for Women's Day, actually, we had a um, uh, small survey go out. So it was women lifting women. So um, one of my, my team members sent out a, uh, a survey and said, not a survey, but kind of a, a form. It said, you know, nominate um, a woman that you say you praise and give, give a shout out on why you do that. 
So women uh, lifting women, then we said, okay, the one with the most um, shout outs will then get a public shout out and, you know, uh, get something from that. And uh, it's just small, small things that we can do to make sure we, we um, create awareness and also um, make sure that we empower um, the women at, at work as well. But also we have to always monitor and track um, progress as we go along. But in the end, you know, we're going to have to, um, we, we do have a, a DNI um, policy in place, but we're going to have to make sure that it's more um, a, a company-wide commitment. So we need to have everyone on board. We have to have a willingness to, to challenge traditional ways of, of thinking and working, which we've been doing, but I want us to do even more of that. So in long term, you know, we really want to embed diversity and inclusion into our company culture. I feel it is, but I feel we can do even more. And this really um, involves prioritizing diversity and inclusion from hiring all the way to leadership development on how you lead and, you know, how to um, how it means to lead. And no matter who you're leading, no matter the characteristic, no matter no matter the gender, so long-term, there's a lot we can do. And I think creating aware, more awareness than we've been doing and more education too, uh, more education on uh, unconscious bias um, and things similar, I think will be very, very helpful. So exciting times ahead uh, from, from my view. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I actually recently did a LinkedIn post about that because I, I, you know, I looked into kind of, you know, Women's Month, Women's Day. And I, and, and I love that we still celebrate that, but I don't want it just to be a monthly thing or, you know, a daily thing or like, you know, on this day we celebrate it. I think it's all about, like you said, it's raising that awareness across the board, across the company, across, you know, Germany, whatever, wherever we are. Um, it's raising that awareness about it and why it's important and why each company should be developing a long-term strategy to actually achieve this. I think that's key. And, and I think you're right. I think the awareness is the most, you know, the most important topic because it's fine having all these things in place. Uh, but it's, it's when we finish that day, when we leave that event, how are we still making people aware of why this is so important? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I do think it's a, it's an important thing. I'm, I'm so happy to be uh, discussing this topic uh, with you today, Shade. It's, it's nice to be able to exchange with, uh, with people like you on, on these topics and seeing, you know, being able to also create awareness outside of our work and into our networks and having these conversations is, uh, is, is really key. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, well, no, thank you. Honestly, I, I, I would keep speaking with you forever and ever about this. Uh, yeah. But honestly, thank you so, so much for joining me today. And yeah, I really, honestly, my aim really for this podcast is to kind of build a community, build a safe space like you have done at Doodle as well, uh, where people can speak about these topics, where we can discuss certain things and there's no judgment on how we say things, what we say. And it's just creating that safe space where we can raise awareness and create a community that will help with these issues. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a great pleasure from my side. Thanks again for having me.